0: This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Well, tonight Ron has been very gracious to give me the pulpit. He's a great teacher and uh, he's got a lot, but he, he uh, has uh, said, hey, why don't you do this tonight? And I'm always ready to um, share with, with uh, the body of Christ what God has for Put on my heart. And uh, what I'd like... Can you hear me okay? Am I loud enough here? Okay, so the, my, my theme for tonight is called the anointing. You have the anointing of the Holy One. And I know you get a lot of word here. So a lot of what I say tonight will probably... Uh, you've already heard it before. However, I, I, I feel like Holy Spirit wants to take us deeper in this understanding and knowledge and give us a deeper revelation. So we, can we pray? Uh, we just... Extend your hands out to me. I want to have the words of Holy Spirit and uh, not my own. So, Holy Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the power of your word to change us. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask for the spirit of revelation. We ask that our eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would understand what Holy Spirit is speaking to us tonight, that we would be empowered by this word and that we would be changed by, by, um, by the anointing of Holy Spirit and come to a full realization of how the anointing in us is activated and how we can flow in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we know that Jesus, everything that Jesus did, Everything that he did was done by the anointing of the Holy One. Jesus was the Son of God. He was King of glory. He was part of the the Godhead. He's divine. But he came to earth without that. He didn't come to earth as the divine Son of God. He came to earth as a man. He didn't have any supernatural powers that he brought with him from heaven. The only supernatural powers he, he had that he activated, that he used, even though he had the authority because he said, I can call upon my Father and legions of angels can come to my rescue. So he, he knew in his authority, but he didn't use anything that he brought from heaven, or that came from heaven. What he used was the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon him and the anointing that is on him. And that same anointing is upon you and me. So, the anointing that Jesus operated in, with signs and wonders, healing the sick, casting out demons, calming the sea, multiplying, you know, food, every single, raising the dead, every single sign and wonder that Jesus did, His teaching, His hearing from Holy Spirit, everything that even His suffering, He did with the anointing that God had put on Him through the Holy Spirit. And that same anointing is in you, and that same anointing is in me. And so we want to talk about that. You know, the greatest miracle that ever had, takes place, ever in the earth, is when our born, our, our dead spirit becomes alive. Is when we're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You know, when when we are, are, are when we are in a dead circumstance, in dead situation, in in evil and darkness and sin and corruption and curses, and God takes us and raises us from the dead and seats us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You know, that is the biggest miracle of all. When we are born again, that we are born again and our spirit man comes alive. And so I want to talk to you about that. Now, 1 John 2.20, in the New King James Version, it says, But you have received an anointing. The old King James says unction, the unction of the Holy Ghost. The, you have received an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Well, the Bible Gateway Dictionary defines anointing uh, in this way. It has actually three parts. One, the first part is I'm pretty sure we probably already know, is to separate. So, anointing to anoint means to separate uh, someone for divine use. God would anoint the priest for divine use. God would anoint the, the utensils of the temple for divine use. They couldn't be used for common use. So, It's separated for divine use. The next one is to authorize and to equip them for an important spiritual work. Jesus Christ was separated by the Holy Spirit to minister, preaching and teaching and healing and delivering and raising the dead. Jesus Christ was anointed, he was separated to do the work of the ministry to do what God had called him to do. He was separated to hear the voice of his Father and then to act and obey it. So that was what the anointing did upon his life when he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him. So we are separated. We have that same anointing. So we are separated, just like Jesus was, we are separated as sons and daughters of God. We're separated from the world. Uh, we're, we're separated uh, from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Uh, we're separated from uh, uh, from the, the, the enemy, from the father of lies, to you now the father of creation, the father of truth. So we're separated unto God as family members. We're also authorized. We're author by, are authorized by Christ to go and make disciples of all nations. Christ said the last thing he told us before he went to heaven, go, go, we're authorized. He's given us his authority to go in his name. And then we're also equipped. So we are equipped with the power of Holy Spirit. In the same way that Jesus was, we are equipped to do the works that Jesus did. Jesus even said, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. And so we're equipped. So we're separated, we're authorized, and we are equipped through the anointing to do what Jesus did. So Kenneth Copeland said that the anointing of God is in us doing the works that we can't do in the flesh. That we can't do in the natural. I can't heal anybody. I don't have any supernatural human powers that belong to me. In my flesh, in my soul, but in the Spirit, I have the anointing of God. I'm separated unto God. Jesus has authorized me to go and heal the sick. And I have the equipment of the presence and power of Holy Spirit to lay hands on on the sick. And then they will recover. I release the anointing and they recover. Amen? Uh, So... The anointing is is the presence of God in us, in our spirit, that gives us the power and the ability to do supernatural things, to do the impossible. We're not just human beings. We're not. We are supernatural, spirit-filled, spirit beings. We're, we're, We're spirit beings. We're not just this flesh and blood. So Isaiah ten twenty seven says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off of your shoulders and his yoke from off your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So it's the anointing in our lives that destroys the yoke of the enemy. Destroys the yoke of sickness. Destroys the yoke of fear. Destroys the yoke of addictions. It destroys uh, the yoke of poverty. Everything that we lack, you know, all the lack, all the the the, the ignorance, and all you know, anything that we can think of that we need that it, that or that can be a burden to us, the anointing in our spirit can break that yoke. So. um... Every heavy yoke, any heavy yoke. So you can think about any heavy yoke in your life. You can think about, um, you know, situations can be a heavy yoke. You know, uh, some marriages are a heavy yoke, you know, because there's just situations there in that marriage, you know. Um, Some children can be a heavy yoke. So it's the anointing in us. That's going to break the yoke, not break up our marriage or break up our kids, but it's going to release into that situation the power and the impossible to be possible. Amen? Okay. So to really understand the anointing and how it works in our lives, it's essential that we understand First Thessalonians 5.23. And it's something that I'm sure your pastors teach you all the time, spirit, soul, and body. But I want to read it to you in the Passion Translation, First Thessalonians 5.23. And this has become one of my life verses. It's become one of the foundational verses in my teaching and in what I do. I also teach it in my book, Healing Wounded Hearts, Repairing Broken Lives. It's very foundational in anything. That we receive, and today I hope to even bring it uh, into a, a bigger um, arena for you. So, First Thessalonians five twenty three from the Passion Translation says, "Now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart." What does the anointing do? Set you apart. So he's saying, "Now may the God of peace and harmony anoint you." The anointing. From the God of peace and harmony, set you apart, making you completely holy. So the anointing in our life makes us holy. Okay, it's not our own efforts, our own willpower, right? It's the anointing that makes us holy. And um, and it says, and may may your entire being, spirit soul and body, be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. You know, that Christ means anointed. So Christians, little Christ, we are the little anointed. We are those that should be anointed. We are the anointed with the presence and impossibilities that the world thinks are impossibilities, where we have the impossible, and we can do the impossible. We can do the supernatural through the anointing. That's on us. So we are born again spirits and we have a soul. And it's our soul that gets us in trouble. And it's our soul that gets wounded. It's our soul that needs repaired. It's, it's our minds and our emotions and our will. Your know, every thought is connected to an emotion. So anytime you think a thought, you feel a feeling. And so if it's a bad thought, you're having a bad feeling. Okay. And so a thought triggers a feeling which triggers a decision. And so your soul is the thing, and that's where your personality is, that's where, you know, what your likes, your dislikes, what you, you know, all of your decisions are made in your soul. And so tonight I, I, I just, I, w- I want to give you some keys that are going to help you in that battle between spirit and, and flesh, spirit and soul. And um, so, we are a spirit. And in our spirit, born again spirit is the spirit of God. In our spirit, we are holy. Our spirit is perfect. If somebody said, hey, brother, you know, Christians should be perfect. And you're like, right, right? Right? We aren't perfect. Our soul is not perfect yet. Our spirit is perfect. It is the perfect image of God. Our soul is perfect. It's pure. It's holy. That is where we have the holiness of God. That is where we have the fruits of the spirit. That's where we have the love of God. That's where we have the peace of God. That's where we have the joy. Even though in our soul and our emotions we may be like so totally frustrated, if, if I can connect in that moment with my spirit, I can receive the patience. I can receive the peace that I need that passes all understanding. And so there's, there's this, this transferring from my spirit where everything that God has given me is deposited. And that if as I go from my spirit and live out of my spirit, I can affect my soul and then I can walk in the peace. I can walk in the spirit. I can walk in the love of God and the power of God and everything that God has given us. So... Um, it's really foundational to understand the difference. The majority of the body of Christ don't even, don't even they don't understand it. They don't have a clue that we are a spirit and we are a born-again spirit. And they don't have a clue of what our soul is. They think that when we get saved, our soul is saved. And it's really not true. Uh, Our soul is in the process of being saved. Here that verse said in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that God is, is going to make our entire being completely flawless. Our spirit, soul, and body, there will be time when, you know, God is trying to get us to that place. That's where we're growing. Our soul is not mature. Our spirit is. Our spirit has the full stature of Christ. Let's read it. In Colossians 2.10, Colossians 2.10. I'm going to read the Amplified version, Amplified Classic. Colossians 2.10 says, And you are in him made full, having come to fullness of life in Christ. And you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Reach full spiritual stature you're reaching full so this is your spirit man okay so this isn't your soul cuz we can look at our soul we can look at our personality we can look at our flaws and our errors and our you know our failures and all these different things in our in our soul in our our inconsistencies in our lives on a daily basis and we cannot feel very christian how many of you guys know that you cannot feel like, wow, you know, I don't know how God can love me, you know, cause I'm just, I just blow it all the time. I get mad, I get frustrated, you know, I'm shaking my fist at the next driver, you know, and he pulls out in front of me. You know, I do these things in the natural, and then I wonder how can I walk in the Spirit. Okay, so we need to know that my Spirit man, okay, is holy. My spirit, I am holy. I am righteous. I am perfect. I am in my spirit, man. I have everything that God has made. I am the image of, I am God in my spirit. Okay, that's what this is saying. It's saying that I have been made full in Christ. I have the fullness of Christ living in my spirit, man. In my spirit. I have the full spiritual stature. I am perfect just like Christ that's how God that's why God can look at me and say that I'm perfect and say that I'm holy because my spirit is can you can you understand that are, 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 are you are you like going I'm not I'm not sure I understand you pastor Ned. but so in your spirit you're born again spirit is powerful And your born again spirit is the very spirit and life of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. So our soul is where we have, is where we live. We're supposed to live and walk in the spirit, and we need to get to that point where we do, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some secrets of how to do it, but in the soul, we, we tend to be Involved in our thought, the thoughts that come to us, the emotions that we feel, right? And, and the, the everyday things that are flying at us, the world that we live in, our natural world, our five senses from our body, we feel pain, we feel this, we feel tired, we, we, we feel mentally oh, stressed. So our soul and our body is, the, is to us the real world, right? The the, the place where we live, the place that we have to do the daily time thing. You know, every day we gotta, you know, you know, be doing the schedule. We gotta be doing the things. We gotta be doing the kids. We gotta be doing the family. We gotta be, you know. And and it's right there in the in, in 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 the soul, in the body area. And God is saying, "I've got this area right here, right here, that you can walk in. That you can walk in." And this is where I want you to be so that the stress and, and the anxiety and the fear and the, the sickness and the poverty and the, just the things that the earth wants to pull down on us do not control us. But that our spirit rises up and begins to bring peace and anointing to our soul and our body. Got the picture? Okay, well I'm gonna Okay, so I'm um, uh Second Corinthians six sixteen through eighteen. I'm gonna read the Passion Translation again. Second Corinthians six, chapter six, verses sixteen through eighteen. And it says, What friendship does God's temple have with demons? Well none, right? <laughs> it has no fellowship. No friendship. If we, for indeed, we are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. For this reason, come out from among them and be separate. Be anointed. What is the meaning of anointing? Be separate. So he's saying, come out from amongst them and be anointed. Be anointed. Be separate. Says the Lord, touch nothing that is unclean and I will embrace you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. So here we see that God, we are God's temple. Our spirit is God's temple. Our spirit is inside of this body. Right? Our soul is inside this body. And so our soul and our spirit are intertwined. And we have to know, for one, how to get rid of darkness that has already been deposited into our soul. And I teach that in my book, but let me just give you a really quick example. I did this this morning. Just do it a little bit um, more in detail. Maybe a second time around you'll, you'll, you'll understand a little bit more. So our soul is, is a layered being. It, you know our thoughts and our you know it's like we archive everything that happens to us in our minds in our you know in the layers of our brain and in our our emotions so we're uh, i like to use the example of a book for like our soul and so in in these pages of our of our soul are deposits some are good encounters with god you know uh, love joy family but there are some bad deposits That are evil, abuse, trauma, rejection, orphan spirit, spirits of fear, spirits of, you know, all kinds of stuff are deposited into our soul. And the enemy tries to get as much junk into our soul from the time of conception to, you know, to, to thwart what God has for us. And so we get all these evil deposits in our soul. And if our spirit is dead, we don't know how to overcome it. We just live it. We don't know anything until somebody brings the, the truth of the gospel to us. And once we hear, there's hope. And we're like, oh God, I've got this horrible soul, this horrible life filled with darkness. I've done so many horrible things. But really, it's the enemy's deposit of evil in our soul. It's not who God created us to be. And addiction is just a deposit in our soul. It's not who God created us to be. So we become enlightened and we receive the truth and our spirit is born again. And then the Holy Spirit comes and fills us with his presence, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we begin to receive the power and anointing of Holy Spirit in our spirit. But we still have to deal with the darkness in our soul. And it's a very easy spiritual exercise. And it's based on, on Matthew 18. That whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. So our will, which is part of our soul, it's the most powerful part of our soul, it's like the spine of the book. That with my will, I choose to open the pages of my soul and command darkness to be released. Get out of my life. Spirit of fear, get out. I do not want you. You cannot control me. Act of my will. Addictions, pornography, alcohol, and any addictions, any, any type of trauma, any abuse. Now, I mean, there, there's some evil things in there. You know, and and some people have suffered some really horrible things that was not the will of God. It was the will of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy from us. And God's will is that we be born again, have eternal life, and we walk in the Spirit with power and authority over the works of our flesh. And so, um, what God wants... Is that uh, show show a, a slide here, I think with this image I think i 'll be able to um, you 'll be able to see it a little bit more so we have we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body, so it represents these three three images of this guy, so of course, the invisible man is our spirit, which is perfect it 's mature it 's complete um, it 's just as jesus was it, it's it 's elevated to high places and heavenly places, it's regenerated, it's righteous, it's holy, it's pure, it's filled with the Holy Spirit, full of the fruit of the Spirit. I'm full of the love of God, I'm full of the peace of God, full of the joy of God, joy unspeakable, full of glory, it's in my spirit, man. And my soul is the kind of the gray guy, and as you see, he has a valve in his hand, okay? The valve is our will. So we can turn that valve on, we can open our will, and say, as an act of my will, I command these out of my soul. And I open myself up to the anointing of God as an act of my will. Or, and so then our outside physical man, we can open up the anointing of God to healing. Where we release the healing power of God that's in my spirit man and I release it to my body. I can lay hands on myself and release the anointing and my body will get healed. Just in the same way I can release that anointing on another person. Paul and the disciples, the apostles, they would lay hands on cloth on aprons and napkins and, you know, and handkerchiefs. They'd release the anointing. The anointing is tangible. It's a power, it's a force, it's an energy. And it would release into pieces of cloth. Then they would send the pieces of cloth to the sick and and demon-possessed, and they would be healed and delivered. It wasn't Paul, it was the anointing that he released into that that then was sent out. So my soul, my will, is the valve of my life. What do I choose? I can choose to walk in the spirit, or I can choose to walk in the flesh. I can choose to let fear overtake my mind and my soul, or I can choose to get fear out of my soul. I can choose to walk in the peace of God that is in my spirit, or I can choose to walk in confusion and, and 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 frustration. Your will is the most powerful part of your being. And with it, you choose to obey God. Or you choose to ignore Him. So our will... Is the situation? Put up that other slide, please. Okay, so here we see um, we see two mirrors. Now, the mirror between the spirit and the soul is the Word of God. So, as we look into the Word of God, we begin to see the reflection of who we really are. The Word tells us who we are. We are the healed. We are the saved. We're the holy. We're the pure. We're the perfect. We are the blessed. We are, we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are the powerful. We are the strong. We are everything that the Word, so the, so our soul has to, my mind and my, 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 my soul has to look into the intent Word of God so that I can see what I have in my spirit. So I can see what the Word of God tells me. It's my mirror. And my spirit is full. It's complete. But I have to look into the Word to see what I have, to see what I am. You see how important the Word of God is? And I know they teach the Word of God to you. You are so blessed. Okay, so, my uh, the valve in my soul, I can choose to turn it off. And then I can look in the physical mirror. And I can say, oh, I feel sick. Oh man, I'm getting so many wrinkles. I must be really getting old. Man, I'm so tired. I think I'm dying. When I have the power of life in my spirit, yes. I can look in the physical mirror. And I can believe, I can choose to believe what I see in the physical mirror, what I see from the doctor's reports, what I see from the bank report, what I see from my family, what I see from the world and the news around me. I can believe that, or I can turn off the valve to that world I can look in the mirror of the Word of God. I can open my mouth and say, I choose as an act of my will to be free from darkness, free from fear, free in my soul, so that my soul can serve my spirit. So that my mind can be on the Spirit of God. Those who set their mind on the spirit have life and peace, but those who set their mind on the flesh have have have, have death and, and, and sin and death. So I choose with my vow, my will, to set my heart, to set my soul on the spirit, on the word of God, on the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, my soul can hinder and block what God wants to do in my life. It can be an obstacle to me walking in the Spirit. You, you can't you can't control anybody. You can't control somebody's will. God's given, given each one of us a free will. You know, we as parents, we like to, you know, think that we can control our kids. We really can't. <laughs> we can train them and kind of, you know, guide them. But... God has got to get a hold of their will. And they have to be able to say yes to God. And and yes, we have to teach them to obey our voice as parents, because if they don't obey our voice, they're never going to obey God's voice. They have to learn to obey. We all have to learn to obey. You know, in the, in the midst of our, our, our soul is rebellion. Each one of us are a rebel at heart. And um when Holy Spirit elbows us and tells us, go talk to that person, we go, Mmm, I don't think that's for me. Yeah. You know, or taps us on the shoulder and says, Go do this. It's with our will whether we're going to obey and then see miracles, because we're gonna flow in the anointing, because in that moment we're gonna say, Okay, yes. And many times we say no to God because we feel in our soul intimidation. We feel in our soul fear. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not prepared for that. I don't know how to do that. So we're concentrating on what we're seeing in the mirror instead of what we're seeing in the Word. God says that if I am a believer... It doesn't mean ten year believer. It means if I believe in Jesus, if I just accepted Jesus, I can go lay hands on the sick and they can recover. I can cast out demons. I can speak with new tongues. I can raise the dead. That's what the Word of God says. Now, in my soul, I'm like, ooh, I don't think I want to pray for any dead people. <laughs> you know, because, because it's, we haven't been Washed yet. We haven't been gotten to that point. I want to tell you a story uh, that happened just right before we left Honduras. I love to take kids out to pray for the sick. as it's one of my passions to pray for the sick. And uh, so I've taken the kids out that, that have been at the orphanage for years and years. I've taken them out lots of times from the time they were little. And uh, this is the first time that I'd taken this batch of new kids out to pray for the sick. So we've got first graders through sixth graders. Okay? So I, I take a dozen of them with a teacher. We go to the church and we sit down and get them in a circle and I teach them spirit, soul, and body. So, okay, we're going to ask Jesus to, to, to come into our life and our spirit is going to be born again. Now, if you've already been born again, that's great, but let's just do it together. And I know some of them hadn't. Uh, and so we, I led them in a prayer. I said, now, we're just going to lift our hands and say, Holy Spirit, come and anoint me. Come and fill me. And so we did. It took about half hour. And so I laid hands on them. I released the anointing of God over them. I said, now you are equipped to pray for the sick. We're going to go out and we're going to go pray for the sick. So we walked out, you know, kids playing, you know, hitting each other. You know, Just being typical kids, you know, running around. And so we kind of corral them and we get them, start walking. And we get to the first house. And the sister had fallen down. Our little village is kind of rocky and, you know, dirt roads. And she lived kind of on this little mountain incline. Said so she had fallen down and really hurt herself. Her arm and her neck and her back were just really in a lot of pain. And so I said, okay, kids, come on. They, they had never prayed with me before. So I said, okay. But I taught them how to do this. So I said, so they laid their hands. on. I, had, I said, you, you, and you, pray for her. You know, so they began to pray, simple, childlike prayers. But they opened the valve. And they believed. And they chose to walk in the anointing. And they laid hands on her. And within about five minutes, she's like, I said, would you move around just a little bit? You know, after we started. And she's like, oh, the pain. Said, she was in tears. The pain was gone. It was all gone. She went to church that night and testified that Jesus healed her through children. Now we went to the next house and uh in the, in our slideshow there was a a large lady sitting down we were all, the children were praying for her that was the lady her neck was just she was had a lot of neck pain laid hands on her had different kids pray for her and she's like I have no more pain. It's all gone. The kids are like going, yay. So we go to the next house. And the, the, the young girl, um, she had ovarian cysts that were very painful. And I said, does it hurt right now? She said, yes. We laid hands on her, prayed for her. And uh, and, and after we prayed, I said, well, move around. You know, can you tell? She's like, all oh, the pain is gone. I was like, are you sure? I mean, really, I, I don't want you to just tell me that. You know, I, I want to know. She said, no, no. I, and, and, and so the kids were like, yay so we go to the next house and the, ne- the next lady had, had breast um, cyst she said called it cyst I don't know if it was a breast infection or what but it was hurting a lot she could hardly move her arms we prayed for her and all the pain went away I mean she was moving freely and I just tell you those testimonies because it was their choice it was their will they believed me because I was telling them the word and it doesn't matter who you are it matters the anointing of God upon your life. And so it's an act of your will. It's your will. I choose to release the anointing of God that's in my spirit. And we release it. And you, if you begin to do that, you release it over your house. Release it over, over, you know, over your vehicle as you travel. Release it, uh, you know, over your children. Release it over your, your spouse. Release it over your church and your nation. You can begin. Every time I do that, I feel the releasing in my hands, I can feel it in my body, even though it's, you know, it's not from my body, it's from my spirit. You get, you get used to that. Every, every motor taxi I take in a foreign country, I release the anointing of God over this. You know, and of course my, you know, my angels around me. And, and, but there, there's a tangible releasing of anointing when you do that. Release it over yourself. Release it over your mind. Over over your heart, over your emotions, when you're having a very emotional day, release it over your hormone. Release it over over you know over every part and piece of your body, and you will watch and see how God begins to use the power that He's put in your spirit to affect your spirit, your soul, and your body, and it, it'll just be the power of God working in you. Now, um. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. I mean, just that testimony of the children doing it, it's not difficult. But it is a decision. And you have to get past your brain. You have to get past that logic and that experience, you know, that you've had. When you pray, nothing happened. and you know, And, and, and you know, different things and situations and vows and judgments that you've made in your soul that you also can release. You know, you may have to repent. You know, I, I, there, there are some different things. I, I remember when I was a young girl, I made a vow to myself. Never verbally, just in my mind. I vowed that I would never be happy to only be a housewife. I was like, I'm never, I would never be happy just being a simple housewife. So my household chores were very oh, frustrating for me. Because, and I didn't realize why. Why I felt like that. When I'm washing my dishes or, you know, clothes or cleaning my I was just... I didn't know why until Holy Spirit revealed to me I had made a vow to myself in my soul that I needed to break. I need to repent. I can have joy doing anything. I can have joy serving my family. I can have joy washing dishes and washing clothes. I can have joy, peace of mind, not frustration and... But I had to deal with what was in my soul, what was in the pages of my soul, and I, pr- I practice this. I continue to practice this. I keep my heart clean from any offense, anything that the enemy would come at me by releasing darkness. If I start, you know, feeling a little offended because somebody didn't, you know, did something, I go, "Who, who, who? Wait, 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 wait!" Yeah, in Jesus' name, I release all offense. You know I love them, I bless them, I release anointing over their lives. I release blessing over their lives. You've got to keep our mind and heart clean. I teach that in my book as well, but, but it just just tonight as as as, as we in as we kind of fit, wrap this up a little bit, I want to read a couple more scriptures. Um, but I have to do my part. God has given me all authority over all things. He's given me authority to bind, to loosen in my life. And there should be no darkness that affects me. And if it does, it's because I've opened a door to it in my soul. Because my spirit, there is no darkness. There's light. And the light that Jesus has called me to be has to shine from my spirit. Not from my personality. Because my personality sometimes can stink. And I can you know, not be a very pleasant person. But my spirit, there's light. And in my spirit, I have to give anybody. And I can remember days when I felt so empty. And, and if somebody called on me to go and pray for somebody as a pastor, I was like, oh, Jesus I just feel so empty, so drained, you know, as a young mom and missionary with all kinds of, you know, situations. You know, and, and, and I didn't realize that I had everything I needed in my spirit. That what I needed to do was just switch that valve and say, I choose as an act of my will, to walk in the spirit at this moment, and to stop frustration, to stop whatever's happening in my soul, and to walk in the spirit. It's my choice. It's your choice. And um, so over the years, we learned, but we have to activate it through faith. Mark chapter nine, verse 23. New King James Version, it says, Mark nine twenty-three. Jesus said to him, if you believe, if you believe, there's your believer. You know, your, your faith is wrapped around your will. You choose to believe. You choose to believe in fear or you choose to believe in God. You choose to believe in the world and the world system or you choose to believe in God's supernatural kingdom. Your faith is wrapped around your chooser, around your will. You know, and your faith can grow. And faith is a spiritual uh, um, power in your spirit. You have the spirit of faith. You have the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power in your spirit. But you have to access it. So Jesus said to him, Mark nine twenty three, If you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So we have to use our will to believe in the Word of God. I may not feel like it. I may have different thoughts going through my mind, but I choose to believe the truth in the Word of God that God says about me. And that God says about my husband. And that God says about my family. That God says about my kids. I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm not going to live by what I hear. I'm not going to live by my five senses from my body. Because I am a spirit. And I walk in the spirit. And I choose to walk in the spirit every minute of my life. But it's activated by faith. So it's not a mental ascent from my soul. It's not an emotional ascent that I feel from my soul it has to be by your spirit and then job 22:28 and this will help activate activate that job 22:28 you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so that light will shine on your ways so what you decide you speak I mean, you may, you may be having all kinds of fear, but you say, no, I choose to be bold. I choose. And then you begin to speak it out. You begin to speak it out. You begin to say, I have, do not. I have a spirit of fear. I have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You begin to speak it. You begin to declare it, and you establish it, and then light is here, and that fear dissipates. See how it works. And it really is all about your will, activating it, declaring it. So you build up and you strengthen your spirit. There's two ways that I have seen in the Word of God that you can activate your spirit. You can activate um, that spirit of faith on the inside of you. One is praying in other tongues. We build up our spirit by praying in other tongues build up your spirit let me let me get pull up that verse real quick since my in Jude hang on just a second thank you Jesus so but you beloved Jude um Jude Chapter 120, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. So praying in the Spirit. So our Spirit man has got to be strong by looking into the Word intently, praying in other tongues, spending time in the presence of God where we begin to walk. And you can, you, you can do this. Any time and any place. You can do it washing dishes. You can do it driving the car. You can do it on the job. You can do it, you know, hammering a nail. You can do it anywhere and everywhere. But you have to choose to do it. To choose. So, praise God. If We want the anointing to manifest in our lives, which I believe each one of us does. We want that anointing to manifest in our lives. It's there. It's there. Just say that with me. I am anointed by Holy Spirit. And I choose, as an act of my will, to walk in the Spirit, to walk in the anointing. And I release the anointing that is inside me to bless. My my spouse, my children, my home, every part of my life, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.